0: quest nation thank you for tuning into the love quest podcast get your bibles ready get your notebook get your coffee get some water whatever you need to do and get ready to receive the time is right now let's go Look at your neighbor and say, thank you for sharing your revelation. Now look at your other neighbor and say, please take some good notes so next week you can share something better with me. Join the table. Join the- Got it. All right. Write this down really quick before we dive into tonight's uh, lesson. We are going to get full. How many people like to eat a lot? All right. Tonight, what I want to I want to make sure Wednesdays is, is nights that we stretch, we stretch, we stretch. A little side note, uh, we will be here for both services on this Sunday. We will not be at Mary Patterson. Wow. <laughs> wow. Tell me how you really feel. Amen. <laughs> hey, All right. All um, right. So in telling your testimony, now, now, if this is going to be a class, if this is going to be discipleship, if this is going to be learning opportunity, then you have to be willing whenever you're a part of, um, uh, what do you call it, Um, role plays or anything that we do in this series that you are open to be used for feedback, Um, you want to know and you want to do it right, right? But I will say my, my way is not the only way. But I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that uh, it's a really, really good way. It's like, it's like Nike isn't the only cool, cool shoes. But I, if I have to choose, I'll roll with, with with Nike or whatever. You get what I'm saying? So, so uh, when we are telling a testimony. There are some things that we have to be mindful of. Okay, so like last week, a couple people told their testimony, but they told about a very specific event that happened versus 60 seconds to talk about the goodness of God when it comes to your life, period. Now, where specific stories are good is when you know who you're talking to. When you know your audience and you like, let me pick this story out of my life because they can relate. Like, there's times where I'm going to talk about smoking and drinking and partying because I discern a smoker, drinker, and a partier in service. Okay? And they're going to keep coming, so you're going to keep hearing me about smoking and drinking and partying. And then there's sometimes you might be talking to someone who lost a kid or someone who, like, if you know your audience, great. But if you have 60 seconds to talk about the goodness of God, because if you open up a story, then you're going to get into lengthier times. Okay, so a few things that I wrote before I came out. Um, t- when you're telling your testimony, number one, always remember authenticity. Don't tell, don't 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 tell nobody else's story better than you tell yourself. Can I help you? You good? <laughs> telling your testimony, number one, authenticity. Okay, when you're meeting someone, here's the thing: a lot of times if you're telling your testimony to somebody you look up to, do not lose you trying to impress someone. The moment you start trying to impress, you lose the anointing in the testimony. Okay, it loses its transformation power. Authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. If you hey, if you talk with a little bit of slang, keep the slang. Authenticity. Number two, awareness of who, why, what, when, where. Be aware of your tone. Have some emotional intelligence. Who? Who am I talking to? Who is my audience? Okay. Why am I having this conversation? Why am I telling this part of my life? Why am I doing it now? Can you turn that down some, please? Why, Why am I doing it now? Why? What is my motive? You ready for this? Some people like to tell their story to get attention. I'm talking to you. And some of you in here. I know when you're telling, when, when you, especially when everybody else telling their story, you got to make sure you tell yours. Right? That's the, that's the thing where you got to one-up people. You can't just be a listener and let people, you want to let people know you've been through something. Right? You'll have time to share your story. Remember that God is orchestrating this thing, and you telling your story on the back of somebody else's story might mess up. It might steal the story that God intended them to have. Are y'all woke? Y'all with me? Okay. And then what? What are you saying? Be very skillful and selective with your words. Right? Are you, 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 like, are you talking? Are you telling your testimony in this, like, real dark? Tone like what are you saying? What words are you using? Are you making God out to be this confusing God? Like you making God out to be a person that kill people? You making God, what are you saying? What's coming out of your mouth? What words are you using? Okay? And then when timing is everything. Timing is everything, tone is everything. and then have some emotional intelligence. Don't wanna stay here. Number three, tell your story from a place of authority. If if you're sharing with someone that he saved you, then if Jesus saved you who has all authority, guess what? Then you, you telling it with authority, from authority, because you're talking about the one who has all authority. Tell it with confidence. And if you don't have confidence in certain parts of your story, maybe don't say those parts. But you have to be convincing and compelling. Authority. And for now, the last one, assurance. 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 Firm. Assured. Assured. Say, I'm assured that I've been saved. Come on, assurance, assurance. Say it with conviction. Say it with your chest out. Say it with your head high. Say it with assurance. Some folks, when they tell you they save, it don't sound like they believe it. Some folks get caught, take, talked out of, like say it with fervor. Say it with conviction. All right. Now I got one question: Are we going to be an excited class tonight, very interactive class tonight, or are y'all going to stare at me like I'm like, like this, like I'm a first time attendee? All right, all right. Now, now where tonight goes is not just on me. Listen, I got I, I got stuff. Okay, number one, number two, I'm anointed. Number three, the Lord is here. Okay. Number four, you and I are both alive. We once was lost, now we found. We was blind, now we see. So we have something to be excited about, okay? Number five, yes, it's cold. Number number six, so what? Okay? Okay, that's a word right there. Hallelujah. All right, back in the casting call. When soul winners are activated, soul killers get agitated cultures get cultivated and lives get transformed. When soul winners are activated. Now just give me a little wiggle if it gets too cold. I'll go on ahead you know what I'm saying. It's, It's all good. It's all good. When soul winners are activated which is happening now. Come on, say I'm a soul winner. Come on, you're a soul winner more than you're a doctor, you're a soul winner more than you're a basketball player, you're a soul winner more than you're a chef, more than you're a counselor, more than you're a barista, more than you're a drummer. You are a soul winner. And when soul winners are activated, soul killers, which there's a lot of them, get agitated. It's a spiritual issue. That's why you 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 will learn. Once you put sonship on, you will learn to not take it personal. Soul killers get agitated. Cultures get cultivated. Change begins to happen even where it can't be seen. And lives get transformed. Come on, one more time. I'm a soul winner. Acts 17, when they couldn't find them, right? We, we see. They took Jason instead, along with some of the brothers in his house, church, and dragged them before the city council. Along the way, they screamed out, those troublemakers who have turned the world upside down have come here to our city. Okay, they're looking for Paul. They're looking for Paul. Paul. They're breaking in people's houses because these guys are turning the city upside down by winning souls. That's it. They didn't start Google. They didn't, a, a new company didn't move in. Really, one did, but a new company didn't come in. It wasn't a new coffee shop. These brothers are simply captivating people's hearts and the religious are agitated the soul killers are agitated and there's like these troublemakers who have turned the world upside down are on tour they've hit our city come on say I'm a troublemaker associated with a chain breaker and now jason and these men have welcomed them as guests so, so God is always going to make sure he finds some people to host your gift. That's why you, don't, you can't be knocking on everybody's door trying to get in every relationship. God has people ordained to host your gift. And now Jason, Jason and these men have welcomed them as guests. That's why you got to be careful with who you marry, who you get in relationships with. You got to start giving people a warning. If you're going to be friends with me, I'm a troublemaker. I'm a troublemaker. If you start experiencing warfare in your life, it's because you fooling with a troublemaker. I am not liked in the heavens. (laughs) And the closer you get to a soul winner, the devil and all of hell knows that something's about to change in your life. Come on. He says, they're traitors to Caesar. Right? They want government. This is why I tell the church, man, leave the government alone. Right? Like, like when you, I'm talking about getting all in the politics to the point where you ain't kingdom no more. Where you let the, what's happening in the world weigh you down, depress you, get you angry, you missing church to go on, to, 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 to bust down the government doors and all that instead of taking the kingdom in the streets into the marketplace. And he says, they're traitors to Caesar, teaching that there is another king named Jesus. Look at what they mad at. Look at what they mad at. They're mad because they're not it anymore. They're not it anymore. They're mad that these guys are sharing a message that there's another king. There's another way. There's another truth. There's another life. There is another king in town. And these folks, these religious folks is mad. The message says it this way. They broke into Jason's house, thinking that Paul and Silas were there when they couldn't find them. They collared Jason, meaning they snatched him. If y'all couldn't use your imagination and understand what collared me, they snatched him and drug him out and his friends instead. And dragged them before the city fathers yelling hysterically let's see what they was yelling these people are out to destroy the world we are (laughs) y'all gonna get this soul winning thing one day this soul winners are very destructive to darkness this is why you can't be a soul winner and a partner with darkness you gotta choose hallelujah you good over there cc you just having some time alone hallelujah you got some coffee you warm you good all right make sure you're good these people are out to destroy the world and now they've shown up on our doorstep attacking everything we hold dear and jason is hiding them I told you better tell your friends. If you haven't told them already, you better tell your friends when they be a blessing to you. They better, they better understand they signed up. (laughs) And Jason is hiding them. These traitors and turncoats who say Jesus is king and Caesar is nothing. That ain't even what they were saying. They were just saying Jesus is king. Now, here's the question. Why hasn't, as a whole, the church been a threat to darkness? Here's how I know we're not a threat or haven't been. We're not essential. (laughs) He says, We're troublemakers. Got that. But this is what I find out most believers, Megan are trying not to be troublemakers. We're trying to be buddies with everybody. Oh, oh. we try to befriend everybody. We don't want to be confrontational. We don't want to have we don't want to have real conversations. We don't want to ruffle no feathers, so we'll water it down and we'll be silent. And and we call ourselves loving the loss. (laughs) Now, if I'm drowning and one of y'all in a boat, would you be the one to try to save me or say you don't want to bother me because I'm a panic? Uh, We probably shouldn't bother him because he's already panicking. If we try to ask him to swim to the boat, he might panic some more. It'll work out. No, I'm drowning. See, here's where some of our contention comes in our household. Because you're lukewarm with your family. And wherever there's lukewarmness, there's actually more controversy and more contention than you actually drawing the line and being clear where you stand and then let it, let, let whatever's going to happen, happen. But when you're constantly, you're, you're compromising, one day you okay with some stuff, then one day you fed up. No, 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 no. The lukewarmness, the Lord said he'll spew you out. Now, bare minimum, anointing can't work with lukewarm. So some of y'all praying for family, but you won't be honest. Some of you praying with, for family, but they see you just as anxious. <laughs> now, we just going to keep reading. We're going to keep reading. Soul winning destroys the work and momentum of the kingdom of darkness. Do you want to slow down the work of the enemy in your life? Start soul winning. Do you want to slow down the work of the enemy in your city? Start soul winning. Start witnessing. Hmm. Soul winning destroys the work and momentum of the kingdom of darkness. Now, 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 the Bible says Jesus came into this world to destroy the works of the enemy. Destroy. Yes, the blood destroyed, the resurrection proved that destruction. But also, as Jesus lived and walked this earth, how he destroyed the works of the enemy is he won souls he snatched people out of this is what he's saying they're turning our world upside down because you're snatching people out of our system (laughs) hallelujah soul winners are marked by the presence signs and wonders of the spirit and all these folks praying for, for signs and wonders. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what signs and wonders are for. They're not for, uh, they're not for Sunday with a house full of Christians. It's not for, for they're not little games or little, little uh, entertainment moments that Jesus gave us for us. Aren't we the ones who's supposed to believe? So what we need signs and wonders for? Why does he have to keep proving himself? So for real, for real, for really though, signs and wonders are for soul winning. Hmm. Soul winning is a a issue of the heart and the fruits of the anointing, not the byproduct of education. Let me help some of you super smart people out. Soul winning is a issue of the heart. No, if you so win, it's because you got God's heart. If you don't sow win, it's because you don't have his heart. It's super simple. Sow winning is a issue of the heart and so winning is the fruit of the anointing. How God anointed Jesus, consecrated him, and then what happened? He went about doing good. He went about doing good because the Holy Ghost came upon him. So all y'all Holy Ghost filled believers talking in tongues. How many souls you win this year? For what? What for what? For what? You, you know, when I speak, it's so, you, so I can communicate something. So if you're praying in tongues, it's so that the Holy Ghost can communicate something. But whenever heaven communicates, it's to get something on earth. It's not just a, hey, what's going on, son? No, it's, it's like when we ding, ding, and heaven just like, hello, somebody, somebody called. No, tongues is not to get heaven's attention and to get you cozy and comforted. Soul winning is a issue of the heart and the fruit of the anointing, not the byproduct of education. And this is what the, 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 the religious was doing. They're like, wait a minute, you're you changing people's minds. People are coming to Jesus now. And they thought they was going to hold them through education. Let's keep on going through. Acts 4. I'm gonna say Acts 4. With that, Peter, full of the Holy Ghost. Why is he telling us full of the Holy Ghost? Because Peter was the one denied Jesus three times without the Holy Ghost. Let's talk about it. Now, the very one who denied Jesus three times so he wouldn't get persecuted or killed. Now he putting his life on the line because he's filled with the Holy Ghost for real though. Full of the Holy Spirit, let loose. What did it say? Let loose. Come on, God, I'm going to talk to someone. Can I talk to this side? Can I talk to this side? Full of the Holy Spirit. Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, let loose. Come on, say let loose. Come on, say when I'm full of the Holy Spirit, I can't keep it in. I got to Let loose. Full of the Holy Spirit, Peter let loose. Rulers and leaders of the people. This is Peter talking. Rulers and leaders of the people, if we have been brought to trial today. He's on trial because the brother, they, they it's signs and wonders. See, this way, this way, Elder John, a lot of folks want signs and wonders to follow their ministry, but they don't want the persecution that's coming. You know, if signs and wonders follow your ministry and follow your life, then, you know, you're going to have to answer some questions. You're going to have to lose some friends. You're going to have to have people think you fake and you're doing the hokey pokey and you, you know, you get what I'm saying? You, you, do you really want this? Or you just want to be a little regular, little Christian, come to church and read books and have an app? Rulers and leaders of the people, if we have been brought to trial today for helping a sick man, put under investigation regarding this healing. Go on ahead. I'll be completely frank with you. We have nothing to hide. By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one you killed on the cross, the one God raised from the dead, by means of his name, this man stands before you healthy and whole. Y'all left him sick. Y'all left him lame. Y'all left him sick. But the kingdom came in, and now the man is walking and talking. Jesus is the stone that you masons threw out, which is now the cornerstone. Salvation comes no other way. No other name has been or will be given to us by which we can be saved. Only this name. Look at that boy Peter talking. This Saint Peter was like, no, I don't know him. No, I don't, I don't know him. Nope. Nope. This brother's like, "Yep, this is the name." <laughs> they could, they couldn't look, 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 look. They couldn't take their eyes off of them. Peter and John standing there, so confident and so sure of themselves. Peter, the one who denied him, denied Jesus. Wasn't no confidence. So when the Holy Ghost come up on you, even if you want to be a coward, you can't. Even if you want to give up, you can't. Even if you want to some, let somebody steal your joy, you just can't because the Holy Ghost consumes your life. How dare you let a friend be stronger, somebody's hate be stronger than the goodness of God that dwells in you. Do resurrection power live in you or not? Because if death couldn't hold Jesus down, how are you going to let some hater hold you down? or you're not filled, or you're not activated, or you ain't walking with the Spirit. They they couldn't take their eyes off of them. Peter and John standing there, so confident, so sure of themselves. Their fascination deepened. The people's fascination deepened. This is why you got to have a backbone. Because can you stand in front of your enemies to the point they're fascinated you ain't quitting? When they realize these two... We're laymen with no training. Remember, remember, it's not a byproduct. Being out, it's not a byproduct of education. Soul winning is not a byproduct. What the, what school you went to? What what what? Please tell me what what theological school you've went to or heard of that that has an entire course on soul winning. And it, these guys are sitting here. They're like. Okay, they're not fainting, they're not quitting, but this is the part that blessed me. These are two laymen with no training in scripture or formal education. I love Jesus because He's like e- everybody can win souls. This ain't the pulpit. This ain't the robe. This ain't this ain't this ain't uh, education. This ain't this ain't theological school. This this not a diploma. This is what what did He say? This is Then Let's get to it. They recognize them as companions of Jesus. They don't got the same education as us, nor did they take any. They have no training in scripture. That's why I would take walking with Jesus and experience Jesus any day. Over your diploma at some big. I don't care how big the seminary is. I don't care if you died and went to heaven and came back. If you haven't truly transferred your experience in heaven on the earth, listen to me, man. Experience being around Jesus, letting Jesus rub on you one time. He said, man, didn't our heart burn within how walking with Jesus, how he just opened the script. You know why you having trouble looking at the sea and understanding scripture? (laughs) Do you invite Jesus to interpret himself to you or do you try to read it from intellect they recognize them as companions of companions of Jesus not Christians companions can I help you out companions not churchgoers companions they walk with Jesus like when you're a companion with Jesus you don't have to be begged to build his church period point blank you nobody got to chase you beg you foundation time huh? after foundation don't know but you don't sit there oh oh my god no ain't nobody contacting me so i didn't even know i didn't even no 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 no. you gonna make sure somebody contact you since when has it been the church's job to chase people around to make them serve did jesus change your life or not right. We are so arrogant and think the church is supposed to be everything to us. No, no, no. You owe the church more than the church owe you. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's getting warm and we don't need no heater up in here right now. (laughs) Hallelujah. But with the man right before, but but with the man right before them. (laughs) Look, they, they could tell that they've been with Jesus how they didn't they wasn't quoting scripture because they said they didn't have no it, 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 how they talked how they stood how they didn't give up how they was willing to take the persecution now 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 we're we not gonna really get into how tender we are right these brothers was really getting beat after one service we like oh my god can't y'all book can't y'all book somebody else to do sound do i gotta be on camera again one more sunday i'm trying i'm trying i'm recruiting right now oh my god we gonna go 30 more minutes how many times they gonna sing what a beautiful name it is we get it it's a beautiful name Oh, my God, we got another service, a concert. Now they want us to come to the basketball league. Oh, my God. This church just do so much. I love Love Quest, but dang, is it that serious? But I'm saying we out here fainting and ain't nobody even blew our way. Brothers is standing with some real persecution, and you got the audacity to complain about services and how long it is, and 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 you gotta serve. Ain't nobody else going. Oh, we gotta pick up the chairs when we go get out the cold tent. When it, oh, look at the heaters, man. Get still, just shut up. Shut up. Shut up stuff we complaining about man and you ain't died once for Jesus yeah. now I want you when you see they persecution understand they had to do this to get the gospel to you this is what they did to get church in the earth now they died and got beat for us to have a church excuse me I'm trying to catch my spit that's valuable spit too. <laughs> trying to catch you i got these imisaline in here i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm trying to catch that's anointed i'm (laughs) man we we... listen we are trying when many uh, y'all got to hear my heart what people have went through so we can have hope and then we can have lit, man. Ain't nobody, we not in here underground. Man, we got tents with windows on and we all out in the open. Don't clap. So we got we see Noel sometime Noel over there and you could 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 post it you could te- call somebody text somebody uh, if you hear so what but you see Noel doing sound and lights over there he, he can't do both with this team you got three lead singers on one song he over here trying to do the lights. I'm texting him, like, turn the mic up, turn the mic down, the keys a little loud, no, put the blue light on, red look demonic, no, 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 I'm bugging him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but I'm just like, man, and then we got one person doing, doing broadcast, and then he coming up and doing the, 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 he over here doing this over here, he trying to do broadcast and the camera. While people who have signed up for the team sitting in church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just like at the end of the day, you got to understand sometimes seats stay empty because God is calling you to fill them. You got to understand it ain't going to be that way always. Always. Man, we make so many excuses to not advance the church. If the church had to get in the earth with us, would it be here? Yes. I believe you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like the world is dying on our clock. And you're like, what do cameras have to do with it? Everything. That camera is an evangelist. Right? Them lights is evangelism. The sound is evangelism. You got, man, how can I do really good sound? I want to learn. I don't just want to fill a spot. Teach me. I'm going to sacrifice some Saturdays to come in and learn. So whoever hears it is not deterred because it sounds whack. They recognized them as companions. I read that part. Y'all done got me excited. Standing there so upright. <laughs> the sick man standing there so upright, so healed. So healed. He not just healed, he what? So healed. Just like you not just so good, you what? So very good. What? could they say against a man or woman whose life has been transformed what can anybody what can anybody say against a life that has been transformed is it worth keeping your haters off your back or is it worth them seeing evidence that God is alive and he's real we so busy trying not to offend people If you don't offend nobody, you ain't standing for the gospel properly. Well, I'm an evangelist and, you know, I got to be tender. Yeah, no, stop. The gospel itself is offensive. Period. They, 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 They sent them out of the room so they could work out a plan. These brothers said, all right, all right, Peter, all right, Peter, y'all, y'all go stand outside for a minute. We got to figure something out how to stop y'all. They talked it over. What, what can we do with these men? By now, it's known all over town that a miracle has occurred. Right. Let, let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something. This I, I, this is not a church where we trying to be a little humble, little state on the corner. And, and we don't want nobody to know about us. And God, you, you don't have to grow the church. No, 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 no. no. Look, I'm, look, I'm trying to get so big. Not, not, not I'm trying like I'm not praying for a mega church. Right. But I'm also not going to deny growth because I'm afraid of what people think are big no mm, no nope, because nope. all the people are afraid of big is on youtube watching big and i believe that bc is ready for something big gigantic that that, that says man these people are turning the city upside down right where there's bold people soul winners in the grocery store I'm telling you we should man the church should be invading there's nothing there's nothing like just under and, and quiet there's something skillful about us but the fact that people can't even tell that there's a church in the city no I'm talking about a church capital C church like we're divided we do our own little thing So can't apologize, but I'm 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 too pregnant to think small. Like if you can see how pregnant I am in the spirit realm, you rush me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Come on. That's the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and laugh. Laughter is good. That's as good as an amen and a clap. Come on. They sent them out the room. What can we do? By now it's all over the town and they, 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 they are behind it. They are behind the city changing. When is the church going to be behind culture changing? There is no way we can refute that. But so that it doesn't go any Further. Let's silence them with the threats. the biggest way the enemy tries to 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 is to silence you. This is why he wants you focused on yourself. He wants you depressed. He wants you focused on your own household. Because he keeps you silent about the goodness of God. He wants you complaining. He wants you murmuring but so that it doesn't go. Let's silence them with threats, the spiritual bullies so they won't see when you find somebody in your life that's threatening you because you're heading towards you better pay attention stop keeping stop try, stop trying to keep people happy that are threatening you or are a threat to your faithfulness to the kingdom of god the, mo- the moment you start compromising to do anything To make somebody happy, so you start quieting down. You won't sing around them. You won't play music around them. You won't talk about the church around them. You have compromised. Let's silence them with threats so they won't dare to use Jesus' name ever again with anyone. Out of all creation, we're out of Acts, meaning we're done with that part. Out of all creation, only his masterpiece can partner with him to execute his master plan. A masterpiece that has been freed indeed, (laughs) delivered and anointed to co-labor in sharing the master's mind. You got to hear what I just said. And I'm going to deal with this a little bit on Sunday when it comes to sonship. Here's something I'm going to touch on on Sunday, but do you recognize that there was no redemption plan for fallen angels, but it was for fallen man? Wait, wait a minute. Who are you? Who, who are you? That God said, I'm not saving them angels. Let them go. But them ones that fall, fail, I got to save them. Some of y'all, some of us don't even think twice about who we really are. That angels is saying, who are these people? All of creation is standing on tiptoe to see who you are. And we out here underachieving in the kingdom. Only his masterpiece can partner with him. He didn't come in the world in the form of an animal. You got to catch this. He came in the image of, he made us in his image, then he came in the image of us. He didn't come as a just a spirit being. He didn't come in the form of a tree. Or no. He said he had to come through a womb just like you and I. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. You gotta hear what I'm saying. God came through a womb like you and I. If we were not made in his image and likeness, he could not use us to get us back to himself. Nor would he be interested. Uh, why, why are we on this part and we left the boldness and we left the courage and all that? Because you got to pause and understand that, that, that the Holy Spirit came into Peter's them lives And the moment they became aware of themselves, nothing could stop them. Soul winning is an identity issue because if you're not confident, if you're second guessing yourself, you're not going to really want to go out there and live for other people. You're not going to really want to share nobody, share the gospel. But if we were not made in his image and likeness, he could not use us. To get us back to himself he made us in his image then he came in our image and likeness because we're one we're really one so when it says that we are the righteousness of God you have to understand that that oh, I can't wait till Sunday understand our Christ mindedness what, what does that mean to have the mind of Christ that's not a little cool saying to have the mind of Christ is getting us back in the garden they understand, understand that Adam only knew good. What would your life look like if you didn't? What would your faith look like if you never knew evil? <laughs> if you never knew fear, all you knew was good and God. All you knew was God. Adam only knew God. And that's what we were created to know. We were created. Now, now understand, we, we say, Adam, name the animals. No, 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 Adam, named the animals. but who approved them. So when Jesus is like, abide in me and my word abides in you and whatever you ask, I'm going to give it to you. Same thing with Adam. Adam called the animals what they were because he knew what God called them. That that, that wasn't just Adam super smart. No, he had the mind of God. And this is why fasting and consecration and getting off the, t- uh, the Instagram so we can get back to the mind of Christ. This is why, this is what the world is trying to do when we understand the busyness. Like our brain, is, can't, it can't process all of this stuff. We weren't made to process good and evil. Yeah. I guarantee you, if all you knew was good, cancer would not be an issue in this world overeating would not be an issue in this world if all we knew was good how much of our problems and our sleepless nights come from what we are trying to process in our soul (laughs) so who am I and you got to understand man's greatest quest is to find out who they are isn't that a trip (laughs) the self help The self-discovery industry is billions of dollars, trillions because there's a bunch of humans that's willing to do whatever it takes to find out who they are except look in the Word, which is an indication that deep inside you and I, we know we are lost and we know we came from somewhere and we know it has to be greater than this world, or our pursuit would not be daily looking for belonging and purpose. Ephesians 2, I'm about to swoop, swoop through this. We came through this last week. Remember, we're co-workers. We're, we're co-laborers, remember? To do good work. Say Good works. Good works. Come on, good works, good works. Just good works, just good works. Before you, before you try to cast out a demon, good works. Before you try to lay hands on the sick and see them heal, good work. Just good works. Just love people, just good works. One more time, say good works. But this is the part we got to know. This is we, we are his workmanship. Class, we are his workmanship. They're going to get it up there. We are his workmanship. Come on, say I am his workmanship. Now, now this is what you got to understand. This is what you got to understand. Follow me. So that we will walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged. Prearranged, already done. Say already done. Let's look at workmanship real quick. Workmanship is that which is made a work of art, God's masterpiece. Workmanship is a quality of a handmade object that is skillfully crafted. See, fearfully and wonderfully made wasn't like saying God was afraid to mess you up. If you messed up, it wasn't God. Look, fearfully means carefully made, handcrafted. You show workmanship when you labor carefully over a project. What do I gotta do to convince us? For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork or masterpiece. I read one more time that which is made a work of art, God's masterpiece. A quality of a handmade object. He went down. And then he breathed into our nostrils. Skillfully crafted. When you think about our organs, when you think about how our bodies fight for itself, when you think about how our bodies heal itself, it's too much thought behind me for me to just come out of a boom. I don't know what you think of yourself, but it's too I'm too intricate. I'm too unique. DNA. So if we all came out of boom, it, 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 what, what is the power of the DNA? No, 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 no. We're very specific. You are worth it all, right? Where well, there's some songs we as we sing, you are worthy of it all, and he sings it right back to you. The efforts Put into a masterpiece should be an indication of the intentions of the master's mind behind the divine design. The efforts that were put into creating you and I should be an indication of his intention. <laughs> yeah, we're just here to go on vacation. We're just here to work hard every single day to keep up. That, that's his intention. We were created just to stress over bills. We were created to just scroll and, and hope for likes and followers. Understanding your worth is an invaluable and integral revelation to harness in order to impart authentic and sustainable value in others. Hey, you're not you're not Googling this and nothing. You better get this. This, this is this Pastor T going, going going to the to the press for you. Understanding your worth is an invaluable and integral, integra, integral revelation to harness in order to impart authentic and sustainable value into others. I'm not talking, oh, you look good, man. That, man, You dress so nice. I'm not talking about none of that stuff. I'm talking about when you come into someone's life, when you speak, when you look, when you stand, there's something imparted because you know who you are. Peter said, Pete, they said, we're looking at Peter. And, and man, they, this was all from looking at them that they can tell they've been with Jesus. What do we look at? Well, what do we see when we look at you? There's no, 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 not down in you. But if we was to follow you for a few days, what, what would we see consistent? And I'm mean, I don't want to follow you on a Sunday. I'm, I'm talking, I'll follow you like Tuesday to Thursday, maybe Wednesday to Friday better. Like when Monday and Tuesday didn't beat you up and you miss Wednesday. What will we see? What we see in your private place? How will, what will we see when you talk to somebody when you're mad? If we had a glimpse of the warfare in your, in, in, in your sphere, what will we see? What thoughts will we see about yourself? All right? That's why when you're in here and you see the word about you. I'm not just up here making slides for you to look at. I'm trying to put words in your mouth. So when the stuff is being said, you speak it over you. You write it down, you look at it, and you get it in your heart. (laughs) Hallelujah. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Things like this in the Word of God. I am made in the image of the Trinity. What? I am very good. I am so very good. I am the one. He is mindful of me. He is mindful of me. Who am I that he is mindful of me? No, 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 no! He's not just looking at me. He didn't just see me. He's my. I'm on his mind. Psalm one thirty nine. Look at it. 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 I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Every, everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. But the, the same, you know, you, you know, it's crazy. I wish, I wish, some of y'all looked at yourself like you look at the ocean. Some of y'all hike up the mountains just to look at a view, but you're a better view than that. <laughs> I, I'm for real right now, because think of the things that you like, oh, and then you look at yourself and you're like, but what, what, what? Same. The same artist made you. So so you, you think you think that you are less beautiful than that ocean you can see to the bottom of that, that, that hike. Jesus went on a hike for you. And You're going to go all the way up the mountain just to post a picture of like, wow, BC, you're so beautiful. Won't you declare that over yourself? And I'm talking about speak to your inner man, not just how, you, how fine you think you are. But have you ever thought about that? That the same creator that told the seas to stand back so man can walk on land, that made the mountains you and I, well, you hike on. (laughs) Some of us have photos of these mountains in our house, and we never thought... Same creator made me, and the creator says that I am his prized possession. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, how thoroughly you know me, and we're begging for someone to get to know us. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully, You shaped me from nothing to something. You you saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me, How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Here's how big God is. Whatever God is shifting in Europe, he has your future in mind. Every move God makes, everything he stops, everything he pushes forward, he has all of his children on his mind. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in every thought. Oh, God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. Oh, God, come and slay Wait, plot twist. Plot twist. You ready? He goes from this and he says, oh, God. It's not another chapter. This is not later down in, the bo- in, 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 in Psalm 139. This is right after. Oh, God, come and slay these bloodthirsty, murderous men. This is David. And we like, what does that have to do with anything? He's reminding himself of who he is and who God is in the midst of being persecuted chased to be killed he's going through darkness and this is how he's talking about God and himself (laughs) you wonder why he's a man after God's own heart because he don't let nothing in the world (laughs) Knowing who I am is vital when it comes to withstanding the customized persecution and warfare that is divine for soul winners. Knowing who I am is vital when it comes to withstanding the customized persecution. This is true right here. This is true. There's some attacks that you will never have to face if you choose to not be a soul winner. 2 Timothy 2. Nah, we read that last week. I don't got much time I want to jump into. Just become become a container that God can use at any time. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed, right? He anointed him to go around and do what? Good. He gave him strength. He gave him ability. He gave him power to go around doing good. God was with him. Come on. God is with me. Matthew 28 confirms that. That is presence. He said, lo, I am with you always. His presence, his anointing, his wisdom, his love, his word, his name, his blood, his spirit. Acts 1-8, we see this. He says, you shall receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. What does that mean? You will tell people about me. Simply, you will tell people about me. We see TPT says, you will be sieged. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be seized with power. I just want to look at this word seized really quick. Seized means to take advantage of each day and the opportunities that arise as if it's the last day these opportunities present themselves. Okay, this is two ways. When the Holy Spirit comes up on you, you will be seized with power. This is what I'm saying. It's no way the Holy Spirit can truly infuse you and you've given him way in your life and he does not thrust you forward in the things of the kingdom. So as if it's the last day, these opportunities present themselves. But on the flip side, when the Holy Spirit comes up on you, you ready? A sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit, not just being filled, but controlled by the Holy Spirit, is you live with urgency. To fall or rush upon suddenly and lay hold on or to gripe or grasp suddenly, to take possession by force. This is where you see Jesus say stuff like, the kingdom suffers violent, but the violent take it by force. Or he says, go compel them with or without right to invade suddenly there there's 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 there's, there's an invasion spirit about the church this is why this is why you can't get upset that when we go places it seems like we taking over now you can't take over in a dishonoring way or out of order way but you also got to know when it's just a spiritual thing Okay, it's a spiritual thing that causes people to be intimidated or find something wrong with you because you just overwhelming. Can we turn the heater back on? The Holy Spirit's soul purpose is a soul purpose. The Holy Spirit's soul purpose is a soul purpose. The focus has to be souls, not sin. Come on. Come on. This, the, the, the focus has to be souls, not sin. Now I'm going I'm to a, I'm a turn it up a little bit because I got to find a place to land. But the focus has to be souls, not sin. The focus has to be souls, not sin. The focus has to be souls, not sin. The focus has to be souls, not trouble. The focus has to be souls, not depression, not anxiety, not sickness. It has to be souls. Don't let sin and barren activity rob us from the great opportunity to share the gospel of the kingdom and its power that leads man unto salvation. Barren activity. You're just busy. Barren activity. Where do we want to start? Where do we want to? Uh, okay, all right, follow me. I'm gonna, rush through, I'm, I'm gonna rush through a few scriptures. We went through John John 9, but look. Uh, walking down the street, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, remember, don't they gotta be souls, not sin. Here's a blind man from birth, and the rabbi, he says, Rabbi, disciple says, Who sinned? They saw a blind man, so they said, Somebody had to sin. This is why he's he's blind. This man or his parents causing him to be born blind? Now, it's pretty stupid A question, uh, part of it, because the the man couldn't do nothing before he was born to be born blind, right? You see what he says? What did he do causing him to be born blind? Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. (laughs) You're looking for someone to blame. When the government go? When is PT go? You're, you're, there is no such cause effect here. Look instead for what God can do. Don't look at the problem, but look at what God can do. Don't look at the sin, but what can God do? Don't look at their loss, what can God do? If you look at what God can do, instead of what's not, ha- remember on Sunday night we were talking about insufficiency consciousness. Is you're more aware on what you don't got, who got more, where you're not at? I wish I was over there where the sun was shining. Look and stand for what God can do. We need to be. You were ready? Remember, remember uh, siege. We need to be energetically at work. Because he says when night falls, there's about to the be there gonna be a day coming where you can't work. And he's not just merely talking about when we die or when Jesus returned. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. I am the world's light. Who's carrying it? You. There's gonna be a day where you can't go soul winning. You can't hop on the bus. You, you, you can't go in the grocery store like that. It's going to be a day where you don't have that kind of energy. What are you doing? I'm looking at all you young people. Energy. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you caught up with the things of the world? You're trying to make sure you got a certain lifestyle that says you're successful. But while you're young, work while it's day, he's saying. Titus says, who gave himself on our behalf that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people, eager and enthusiastic, living a life that is good and filled with beneficial deeds, beneficial deeds, beneficial deeds, but I want you to see the word eager and enthusiastic. Romans twelve eleven says, "Be enthusiastic." I'm not going to even read the whole thing. I highlighted it for you. Enthusiastic, passion, boiling hot, excitement, burst, joy. <laughs> All right, we're going to pick up there. Listen, I got. I, I want to end on Acts. Yeah. give you two scriptures first Corinthians 3 and then we'll close on Acts. Yep, 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 yep. Bear with a brother. Next week, I will not be standing here. I shouldn't have told some of y'all that because then you're gonna be like no, it's gonna be good. Elder John gonna be standing up here. And 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 Effie is gonna be standing up here. So so next week next week what we're gonna do is gonna be really good because we're gonna have some review from the last month to make sure we retain information. And then Elder John is going to share if he's going to lead that portion. And this is why I have to give you this. So when I when when we step back in, we could, we can move to the next portion of, of this, this lesson. And then Elder John is going to get up and talk about praying, how to pray into the harvest how to pray into the harvest, right? Because he told them to pray for for laborers, but how to pray into the harvest and praying for others activates you to go after others, right? But then we're going to activate that prayer, not just learn how to pray into it. We're going to activate it as well. So let me drop this on you. The Spirit convicts the world. Scripture. The Father prepares the heart by working all things together. And then the body of Christ gathers the harvest. The point here is we are in this work together. Each person having a part and an assignment. Shout out teamwork. Here's what 1 Corinthians says. Who do you think Paul is anyway, or Apollos, for that matter? Servants, both of us. Servants who waited on you as you gradually learned to entrust your lives to our mutual master. We each carried, we each carried out our servant assignment. We each did our assignment. I planted the seed, Apollos watered the plants, but God made you grow. See, this is why everybody got to do their part. He says, "I planted the seed; Apollo's watered the plants, but God made you grow." He said in another translation that he says, "I planted the church; Apollo's right." You you get this. This is why we got to get back to models like apostles, sin pastors. Okay, keep going. That's too much right now. My bad. Jumping ahead. It's not the one who plants or the one who waters who is at the center of this process, but God who makes things grow. Planting and watering are menial servants' jobs at minimum wages. What makes them worth doing, what makes soul winning worth it, is that God, the God we serve. You happen to be God's field in which we are working. To put it another way, you are God's house. Using the gift God gave me as a good architect, pay attention. I design blueprints. Apollos is putting up the walls. Let each carpenter who comes on the job take care to build on the foundation. Remember there is only one foundation the one already laid. Check this out. Take particular care in picking out your building materials. Eventually there is going to be an inspection and if you use cheap or inferior materials you will be found out fruit that remains the inspection will be thorough and rigorous you know why the devil comes inspection you know why people walk out on you inspection you know why people persecute you inspection it is to prove if it's the real deal or not. Rain can't win blue, but my house. You have to get rain and you gotta get a tornado in order to be proved and thank God that he will allow your your, your artificial house to be blown down. Thank God he will not let us build something that cannot stand later. He said you'll be found out. The inspection will be thorough. Look, you won't get by with a thing. If, you work passes, if your work passes, inspection fine. If it doesn't, your part of building will be torn out and you start over. But you won't be torn out. He's saying you ain't going to lose your soul, but your work, you're going to have to start over. Right? You see it in churches. Oh, they was building these big old churches. We we singing they songs, and then they found out, and they got to start over. This is real stuff. Are you a real deal? Are you a real Christian? Are you a real follower of Jesus? Are you one thing here, but at home throughout the week? You don't got no. You're not a companion with Jesus you just do this and you sing the songs and you got your app and you got your Bible and you got your Bible case and you post a little cute stuff sometime but does your heart and your life your, does it really really exude that relationship with Jesus the closest walk we can have with the Lord and you have to write this down take a picture The closest walk we can have with the Lord. If you really, really want to be close with the Lord, the closest walk any believer can have with the Lord is when we live as soul winners and become present and available in the harvest field. Ready? Where he is. What's the need of the Holy Spirit and the anointing if we just live for us? We can't be followers of Jesus when our walk only leads Jesus to us. (laughs) I'll end on Acts 16. Now, you got to follow me, okay? Passage a little lengthy, but you got to have some context. There's so much here. The Holy Spirit had forbidden Paul and his partners to preach the word in southwestern provinces of Turkey. What does forbidden mean? Forbidden. Pretty much saying, no, don't go. He closed the door. So they ministered, in other words, where they were. Can you minister where you are instead of keep on asking God to open doors? Let me tell you something. If you outgrow and blossom where you are, open doors are inevitable. You never have to pray for an open door if you are faithful where you are. All right. When they got as far west as the borders of Mysia, they repeatedly attempted to go. Repeatedly. Say repeatedly. North into the province of Bithynia. Bithynia, Bithynia, but again, the spirit of Jesus. So they tried, they kept going, they kept going, they kept going. Now what I can't fault them as, here's a, lear- here's a learning thing. If you really want to know what's up, what, what God thinks, it's not just about getting out the boat or going. But when you go, are you willing to turn back? Most people aren't going to follow his steps, they're going to get him to follow theirs. Because they're trying, they're trying, they're trying, they're trying, and the Holy Spirit stops them again. The Spirit of Jesus would not... see, The Spirit of Jesus, why? Because this is Jesus' harvest. So instead, they went right on through the province of Mysia to the seaport of Troas. While staying there, Paul experienced a supernatural ecstatic vision during the, you see, by staying there, by staying there, by staying, this was somebody in here who might be thinking about leaving, but by staying, this was somebody who might have people in their ear and you just, you just keep listening, you keep listening, you keep on listening, but by staying, you hear from God, not people. (laughs) A man from Macedonia appeared before him pleading in a vision. You must come across the sea to Macedonia and help us. Say vision. After Paul had this vision, we immediately prepared to cross over to Macedonia, convinced that God himself was called. They heard a cry from a man through a soul's cry they heard God's voice God was speaking through a soul's cry now I highlighted we because maybe some people didn't catch it this is just a little Bible little nugget for you in case some of you didn't know I know some of you didn't know and that's okay but you about to know after Paul had this vision we so Paul ain't writing this for those that don't know St. Luke is writing the book of Acts. There's a lot of arguments around that and all that, but Luke is writing this, the evangelist. Okay? And the gospel, according to Luke, concludes where Acts begins. Okay? Go go study yourself. You can for sure find it. Just a little nugget. It's important to know who's writing. Some folks probably thought Luke was dead. It's important to know who walked. He, Luke, the one that walked with Jesus, is now walking with Paul. This is important. From Troas, we sailed a straight course. I love it. They got straight They didn't do their own little detour. They got a straight course. Okay. Finally, we reached Philippi, a major city in the Roman colony of Macedonia, and we remained there for a number of days. When the Sabbath day, let me, if you're going to follow God, you got to learn how to learn how to sit still sometime. Move, sit still. Okay. It says, for there appeared to be a house of prayer and worship there. Sitting on the river bank, we just struck up a conversation. Why am I reading all this? I want you to see soul winners. The church started on soul winning. The church is multiplied because of soul winning. We just struck up a conversation at Whole Foods. We just struck up a conversation at the beach. We just struck up a conversation with some of the women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia, a businesswoman from the city of La Atiria. No. Thiatira. The, the, the there we go. That sounds like a back uh some uh, back pain who was a dealer of exquisite exquisite purple cloth, cloth and a Jewish convert. While Paul shared the good news with her, while Paul shared the good news with her, he just pulled up on the businesswoman. He shared the good news with her, and God opened her heart. Okay, I want you to see how we work together. Paul shared, God opened her heart. Opening somebody's heart is not your job, it's God's job. It's your job to do what? Share. She devoted herself to the Lord. He won a soul. And we baptized her and her entire family. You won one, got the whole family. Afterwards, she urged us to stay in her home saying since I am now a believer in the Lord come and stay in my house Watch out Paul. So we were persuaded to stay there One day as we were going to the house of prayer We encountered wait one day as we was going to the house of prayer on Saturdays at seven thirty a.m We encountered a young slave girl I want you to see the closer they get to the destination of the vision Remember, they only had a vision, they don't know, they're just going. Things get turned up. We encountered a young slave girl who had an evil spirit of divination. Spirit of Python. She had earned great profits for her owners by being a fortune teller. She kept following us, shouting, these men are servants of the great high God. She kept shouting, was she lying? Nah. Was she lying? This is what you got to get important. This is what you have to get. It's very important. Can God trust you to be used around people you love that flatter you? Because she's not lying. These are great men of God. Day after day, she continued to do this until Paul greatly annoyed spiritual thing this is what the gift is for turned and said to the spirit not her he didn't get offended to her he spoke to the spirit in dwelling in her you see the gift activated it took him a few days to pay attention and watch and listen That's why you gotta shut your mouth sometime and stop getting annoyed with people or irritated you need to listen because it's not the person it's the spirit dwelling in them And after a few days, Paul turns to to the Spirit dwelling in her and says, "In the name of Jesus, the Anointed One, to come out of her now." Look at that very moment. I I love freedom sessions. I love classes and all that. But we got to get to the day where stuff is just now. Oh, it's coming. But it can't be just at the altar call. Where it's gonna come is at Whole Foods. Where it's gonna come is at Thanksgiving. Where it's no, 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 no. Because look, I want you to see something. The gift was to save somebody. What was the gift? You've all been not all you, but you've been to Crowns. What gift was just used here? Speak up. The gift. Of the discernment or discerning of spirits. It named the spirit divination, python, and once he got it, he was able to speak to the spirit. The girl who was making the world profit is now free. We often see Paul and Silas in prison, but we don't know why he in prison. Because he was so winning. Right? Look, then they dragged him forcefully. Because they found out and realized that their potential of making money off of our ignorance was compromised. When they appeared before the Roman soldiers and magistrates, the slave owners level accusations against them, saying, These Jews are troublemakers. Here it is again. Here it is again. They're throwing our city into confusion. It's wrong and unlawful. unlawful. For them to promote these Jewish ways. For we are Romans living in a, Ro- a Roman colony. A great crowd gathered around. This is what the Lord wants. The crowd is gathering. And all the people joined in to come against them. The Roman officials ordered that Paul and Silas be stripped of their garments. Can we turn the heater off? we only got a few more minutes. Thank you. They stripped their clothes. This, this is why I don't even understand elders don't even understand where the backbone is right when we look in the church we're so easy to walk away from relationships and we'll use people and we'll get poured into and then we walk away it's like where's the contending for relationships like these guys are really contending for souls where's the contending for unity the contending for relationships They stripped them naked. That's what they say. They beat them with rods on their bare backs, all for getting a young girl delivered. After they were severely beaten, severely beaten, they were thrown into prison. Here we go. And the jailer was commanded to guard them. So when you say, send me, Lord, I'll go. Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you really willing? And it has to happen to prove your initial yes. Our family don't know people out here. We just came out here and we're trying our best. And it's crazy. You could try your best to try to help people, but people will still find something you're doing wrong. And they'll focus on the wrong you're doing. And not look at the effort, the heart, and most of all, the fruit. And you're just trying to help. But in everything, you, how many people have ever failed parenting? So what if we walked away from you from being a horrible parent sometimes? You get what I'm saying? Everybody fails at everything sometimes. <laughs> but it came with the cost, Right? So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell. Innermost cell, got that? And had their feet bound and chained. Their feet? Paul and Silas, undaunted, mm, uh, prayed in the middle of the night. This is where we normally pick up right here. Late in the midnight, but, but, but... But how do we get there, though? Prayed in the middle of the night, he's praying in the middle of the night after being beaten for no reason and sang songs of praise in the middle of the night with whips on his back. In the innermost prison, this is not even general population. While all the other prisoners, this is, you thought thought your prison and persecution was, was about injustice, but look at what, the injustice for the soul winner did. While they're praising, right? There, there was nobody praising before the praisers got into prison. And that's why, under pressure, the greatest thing a, a, a believer can do is praise God. Because other prisoners are what? Listening. Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. All at once, every prison door. Now, Elder John says, so "Sorry, sorry, sorry, sorry." So when I express my freedom, it causes—I wasn't telling you to be quiet. I'm just—I'm I'm actually agreeing with you. I'm just like—I I don't know if people really watched it or they woke into. Oh man, what's up? Look, if you don't, <laughs> my freedom, although in bondage, but he didn't—he didn't cover my mouth. Right? I'm bound, but I still have a praise, okay? And so every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Yeah. Startled. The jailer awoke. You see, that was a miracle, right? No key was involved or necessary. The jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open assuming that all these prisoners had escaped he drew he was about to kill himself and when Paul shouted in the darkness Paul shouted where stop don't hurt yourself we're all still here see you never have to be defiant the prison doors open chains broke but they stayed in the doors because that's what they was ordered to do you never have to be rebellious again. just like Paul and Silas did. I mean, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, put us in the fiery furnace, but I'm not bowing down to you. And then God is going to honor you honoring. And look what happened. The jailer called for a light. Paul called out and shouted out in darkness. The jailer called for light. <laughs> when he saw that they were still in their cells, He rushed in and fell trembling. You you see what happened? They didn't want to get him in trouble. You see that, Troy? They they said, we're going to stay right here in this prison. He was about to kill himself because he thought they escaped. They said, no, we're going to stay right here. And so they put him at peace and said, no, we're still here. So your boss can't. I don't know what the penalty would have been. Then he led Paul and Silas outside and asked, what must I do? Here's the question because I didn't panic under pressure, because I didn't cuss people out because they mistreated me. Here's a man who sees love. He sees power. All they did was stand. Jesus opened the prison. What was a miracle sign and wonder for? For this man to ask this one question. What must I do to be saved? Here's what they answered. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Did you see anywhere in there? Repeat after me. Believe in the Lord and you will be saved. I want you to see this because you will be saved. You and your family be saved. All you need is one in the family. And then they prophesied the word of the Lord over him and all his family. And even though it was late, He washed their wounds. He went from locking them up to serving them. Then he and all his family were baptized. I don't know if you put it together, but this was the guy in the vision. God spoke. They tried to go there. They tried to go there. They tried to go there. And God says, no, I got a family I need you to go to. And on the way to this family, they get thrown in prison. He took Paul and Silas into his home and set them at his table. Your enemies will feed you. We'll get to it next time. But man, your provision is locked up in the fish's belly. You sitting here worried about trying to trying to compete with the world and all. Man, if you just was so when. There's provision in the fish's mouth. The jailer and all his family were filled with joy in their newfound faith in God. I can imagine that this jailer was ready to be done with life in the first place. He didn't like his job. God moved on his heart. He didn't like hating. He didn't like binding people up. He said, let those two men go. The jailer informed Paul and Silas magistrates have sent orders to release you so you're free to go. I like this part. Look, Paul says, they had us beaten in public (laughs) without fair trial and we are Roman citizens. Do you think we're just going to quietly walk away after they threw us in prison and violated all of our rights? He said, absolutely not. He said, you go back and tell the magistrates that they need to come down and hear themselves And escort us out see not all the enemies not all the haters but one day God will do this in a magnificent way and there's gonna be people who put their mouth on you they hug you but they put their mouth on you and one day they will come and they will come to themselves and they will apologize and you guys will walk together that's why you stay loving Because those same people that's holding you accountable up here, clearly holding themselves accountable down here. You stay loving. You stay consistent. And as God convicts you, make those changes. Come down here themselves and escort us out. When the officers went back and reported what Paul and Silas had told them. They were frightened. So they went to the prison and apologized to Paul and Silas, begging them repeatedly, saying, please leave our city. Can y'all just leave, please? So Paul and Silas left prison and went back to Lydia's house. Boy, like Lydia, man, where they met with the believers. I want you to see this. They get beat. They get thrown in prison. They get out of prison and they go encourage somebody else. They went and comforted and encouraged. The harvest is so ripe, and I believe you are so ready for it. When I hear the word go time, I can't help but to think about the Great Commission. Yes, go time is not just speaking of pace and speaking of forward, but the way momentum is created and the way that we are going to see, you want to see church growth? There's all these books about church growth, and I believe there's systems and all those things that we have to do. But the systems we put in place, we can't forget, they're for harvest. They're for stewarding harvest. Systems are the nets, right? Systems take the holes out of the nets so you don't lose harvest. But it's all about souls. And once you get this in your system, church growth, that's up to the Lord, not us. Will God find us being a soul-winning church is the question. Wherever you go, will you tell people how good God is? First of all, by living like he good stop complaining and put a smile on your face and encourage people and walk in love don't be messy don't be a backbiter take one of those faces off right I'm just different from where I'm from right if you ever put I, I will hug anybody but if you ever put your mouth on me behind my back don't come hug me save yourself Because, you know, the Bible, you're going to be found out. It makes it worse when you plan an exits and when you, when you, you you get what I'm saying? Like, and that's Jesus, how Jesus walked. But don't think people stupid. Right. Jesus knew. He was like, one of y'all, y'all going to deny me three times. I see it. I see it coming. Right. But one thing you will know about me and PJ is you'll never break our love wall, ever. And here's the part. As long as we're doing God's business in love, he'll always have our back. The question you have to ask is, are you doing what you do and making your decisions based on love or emotions and feelings and people and opinions? Really appreciate you guys. You guys got a lot to review, Effie. And Elder John's going to have us praying like some intercessor bulls um, into this harvest. And uh, sons and daughters is coming home. Absolutely. Come on, give God a hand. Thank you, guys. Um, It's super simple. We have both services here on sunday and uh i know our team is happy uh (laughs) it's at 6 p.m here um yeah it's at 6 p.m and uh just stay tuned for further communications about that um am i forgetting anything Oh, round ball, yeah. So we got a really huge game on Friday, like really, really, really big game. And we need your energy. We need your energy. Can we just get 10 more people that have not been there? Come, and then the other people that have been there come. Okay. We're not trading spaces. We just just come. Okay. Just stand to your feet. Hey, Brett, can you come up here? I want to have you pray out, pray into this word. Thank you guys. We'll have all the heaters out on Saturday. I mean Sunday and Saturday morning. Prayers at 7:30 a.m. Hey, Amen. And then you you know, you know, Brett, you gotta end with the get your love fixed part, man. All right. Be authentic, though. Say it like you would say it right. out back.
1: All right. all right, all right. Let's pray. Father God, thank You for Your amazing goodness. Thank You, Lord, that Your sole purpose is soul's. And Father, may Your heart be our heart. Father God, may Your heart for people, Your love for people be the heart that we have for them. May we see with new eyes. May we see with eyes that share the love of God. Father, thank You. Thank You, Lord, that here in this house, we're learning, we're growing, we're moving towards that which You've called us to. Father, we're excited to see sons and daughters coming home. Lord, we're excited to see how You're going to work in our workplace, in our family, in the marketplace. Lord, our confidence is in You. Lord, our confidence is in the One who has saved us and set us free. And Father, we want to share that love with those around us. Lord, I thank You that You're building us in the inner man. You're strengthening us, giving us that confidence, helping us to step in to that which You have called every one of us into. And we look forward to to the testimony of the exciting things that we are going to see occur in this house. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, we're out of time. But we're not our soul winning. So till next time, get your love fixed, man.
0: joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at LoveQuest, I-N-T-L Church. We out here, but you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, get
1: your love fixed, man.